All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast, episode one. Uh, I'm glad you've decided to join us today. Our, our goal is to help you create quality experiences to help people engage with Jesus. Um, if you haven't, uh, go ahead and share, leave a rating or review if this helps you out, and that helps us out. Uh, I'm your host, Chris Esslinger, and I'm joined today by my friend, Ian Springer. Hey, Ian, how's it going? Good. How are you, Chris? Doing pretty good. Um, so today, we are going to be talking about the operator, the person behind the piece of equipment, and why it is that they matter. So, um, our first kind of question today is, why does the operator matter when we're solving a problem? What do you think? Well, I mean, at the, at the end of the day, the uh, operator is the kind of your last um, line of defense against whatever's happening in your uh, your event, whether it's in a church service or um, some other kind of live setting you know the uh you, you can you can have the best gear possible but at some point it's going to fail um if you've got an operator that knows uh what's what's going on is well trained and is ready to be able to respond the impact of of any kind of a failure or or a last minute change is is going to be uh, minimized yeah i mean i think it kind of comes down to do they know uh, do they know the piece of equipment in front of them well enough to know if it breaks or if there's an issue with it, what do they need to do to fix it? Exactly. So, yeah. Okay. So what about um, when we're planning an event? Um, I think communication is probably a pretty key uh, piece of things to, to keep everybody on the same page. But but what matters when it, when it comes to the specific equipment operators when we're when we're planning? Well, you know, I think they just want to know uh, what what they need to be ready for. You know, um, if you're uh, if you're a, a, a video guy, you're a camera operator, let's say, and you know, you want to know who's going to be coming on stage, when, where are they coming on stage from, and that kind of stuff, so that uh, you can be uh, proactive when you're setting up your shots instead of having to just react to someone coming on stage un- unexpectedly or or from a location you weren't ready for them. It kind of makes it hard to plan for, and then you feel like it's going to make you look bad, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, so, so what about when things happen that aren't planned? Because obviously, you know, we can plan and plan and plan, and inevitably something's still going to happen that we we couldn't plan for. Sure. Um, I mean, really, the, the all you can do when unplanned things happen, um, which I think happens a lot uh, to those of us that, that are in the church world, um, y- all, the best you can do is uh, just just uh, hope that your whatever training you have is going to kick in and um, uh, you know show you what to do. Uh, nobody wants to be the guy who just when someone unexpectedly come on stage comes on stage to talk you freeze up and um don't know what to do yeah no i think you made a a really good point in there that the the experience has to be what kicks in um if you have to decide in the moment what what you're going to do about it it's already too late you you yeah you don't have time to call up your uh your buddy that knows your front of house console really well and be like hey uh my pastor just came on the stage uh, but I don't know how to how to patch his mic in to the layer I'm using. Uh, what should I do? Like that, <laughs> that doesn't work. Right. You just you have to already know and move. And experience from the past will tell you. So so what would we say to somebody that maybe doesn't have that experience uh, level that that hasn't had that happen to them before? 
you know, I, I think that uh, the best thing you can do is find someone to mentor you. It's, you know, having having someone that you can uh, come alongside that's uh, been in um, a church environment or any kind of a live environment that uh, knows uh, your gear inside and out um, that that can talk to you about, hey, you know, let's let's do a deep dive into all of the stuff you've got. And let's let's do a deep dive into your your organization and, and find out, you know, what uh, what's going to be the best way for you to handle these things. Yeah, I completely agree. It's all, it's it's kind of imperative that you have somebody specifically that's kind of able to pour into you um, and what your needs are. I mean, I know I have uh, mentors and people that I've learned from and and it's not an overnight process. It takes years and years and years of doing that, just like learning to troubleshoot or any of those kind of things. It kind of has to happen to you in order to learn um, the things you have to do to, to figure out the problem. And, and it's, a, it's a lifelong process. I, I've been working um, tech in, in, in churches and um, live events for uh, almost 15 years. And, um, you know, the, I, I still feel like there's so much that I don't know and there's so much more that I want to learn. There's, there's never a point where you, like, you've, you've completed the process and you've arrived and know everything you need to know. I know for me, the more I learn, the more I learn that I don't know. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's, it's the further I dive into to a specific craft uh, or a specialty area, the more I'm like, oh, there's this rabbit hole just keeps going and going and going. And it's obviously fun to continue chasing it. But um, at some point you do realize, yeah, I'm never going to be able to know all of this. Right. I mean, it. you know, you look at like, especially with, with audio and video becoming so um, network centric these days, it's, it's not just, uh, you don't just need to know video, you, you need to almost have a network engineering degree to understand how some of this stuff works. Right. Which, you know, for those of us who uh, started kind of before that was a thing. Uh, it's a, it was a little bit of a learning curve for sure, <laughs> especially going from uh, the analog days to the digital days. But uh, I, I think the more we fight that, the uh, the worse it'll get. You kind of at some point just have to bite the bullet and go, okay, I got to learn some of this networking stuff. Right, because the at the end of the day, there's you know you want to be able to provide the best experience to your your viewers, your congregation that uh, you can. And by not um, doing uh, doing everything you can to uh, understand what the latest tools that are available to you, I feel like you're, you're not, um, you're almost doing them a disservice. And I've also found that as new tools come out, new techniques kind of get developed you know, you reach, you get a new tool box, a new tool in your box, and um, and a lot of times there's new creative options that come with that. That it takes a few years to explore, and you kind of want to keep a pulse on what other people are doing uh, in the field, so that you you can keep track of what your options are. You know, 
Right. Uh, you know, I, it seems like every time I come up with some kind of a uh, an obstacle that I'm up against, most of the time I find that there's someone that has already run into this problem, has already tried a ver- variety of different ways to solve it, and pr- probably has a lot of experience that, that I could learn from. So I'm at least uh, not making the same mistakes that they were making. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. So, so let's talk about... Um what to consider with the operator when you're choosing equipment. We were, uh, we were having a conversation the other day where we were kind of talking about, you know, if I'm going to choose equipment for me to run versus if I'm going to uh, recommend something to somebody else, would it be the same thing? And, uh, you know, unfortunately, we want the answer to be absolutely, yeah, it's going to be the same thing every time. But the reality of it is, uh, it's usually not. Um, yeah. No, and, and there, I think there's a lot of reasons for that. I know I, I get people that hit me up all the time. They're like, what, what kind of camera should I buy? That's kind of the hot topic right now. I mean, um, Blackmagic just released their uh, 12K Ursa Mini, um, right? And Which is kind of like a why would you ever need 12K worth of pixels? That's just insane. Right. But there's a lot of people that are just going out and buying this. Um, I did a project uh, a couple weeks ago where I've got some old, like almost 10-year-old um, Canon C300s. And I went out and did a project with this guy, and he had um, the previous model, Ursa Mini. And, and we, were, we were shooting with it, and he, he's looking at my footage, and he's like, it looks so good. Um, and, and, you know, you can have a debate on whose color science you prefer or whether, um, you know, it's better to shoot in, in 1080 or 4K in certain circumstances. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it, it comes back to having a, a, a skilled operator. Um, I've seen people go out and take really like twenty or $30,000 um, studio-grade cameras and... They're stu- they're, they come back to me and they're like, We're, I'm dissatisfied with how this stuff looks. It, it doesn't look as good as some guys that are running gear that cost a tenth um, what, uh, what theirs did. And I think that y- you need to look at what the skill level of the operators of the people that you're recommending gear for are. Are these people that, you know, really want to take a deep dive into uh, the tech and how they can get the most out of it. Um, it the organizations that, that I interface with that have those people, I'm generally more likely to recommend some higher-end pro-level gear. Um, there's a lot of organizations where uh, they're, they're, they've got a small team, um, you know, it's, it's all volunteers. There's not a, a, any kind of technical staff at the church. And they those guys just want to be able to um, come in on a Sunday, fire stuff up, have it work, and walk out and not really have to mess with it. I'm going to recommend a totally different set of gear for, for those folks. It, and it's not going to be the same gear that I'm personally going to be using. I think a, a good example of that would be uh, on the on the video front, things like focus. You know, on a on a really pro level camera, there is no autofocus. It's not something you see. As to where on uh, the consumer stuff and and uh, you know some of the mirrorless stuff, the autofocus it, it's getting really good. Um, 
and I think there's a, a time and place for things, but um, you know, for for somebody who it is a one man show um, or a two man show, and they're not video experts and they haven't spent a whole lot of time behind a camera, yeah, I mean, let's. I, I would probably recommend something that does have that autofocus function, um, just because it's one less thing that they're going to have to think about when there's already such a learning curve when it comes to what does it take to shoot video well. Um, yeah. It's not just a matter of throwing a high dollar camera out and shooting something and, and having it turn out good. Um, I found myself often uh, recommending, um, you know, if folks say, hey, I have a thousand dollar budget. What camera should I buy? I kind of go, uh, do you have an iPhone in your pocket? You know, <laughs> like um, let's focus on the basics of, of get the lighting right and let's figure out how to capture the audio well. And as long as you turn that phone the right direction so that, you know, you're shooting horizontally, this, you know, typical 16-9 ratio, um, you're going to get a better image out of that, which is doing everything for you uh, than if you, you know, go out and spend a lot of money on a camera where you have to manually dial everything in. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, when I was first getting started in, um, in church tech, I had a guy uh, come up to me. He's like, I've got three thousand dollars to buy uh, a camera with i want to get the the best i can i can buy for that and he said i found this camera on craigslist it looks like this really legit studio camera like it should be super high end um and it, it would really pale by by your iphone standards now but at, at the time it was a pretty nice camera and so i said D- you should totally go out and buy that and so i went with him out we met this guy at mcdonald's and bought it and he, he came back to me a couple weeks later, and he, he was really upset with me. He's like, why did you tell me I should buy this? It, it doesn't have autofocus. The focus is completely manual. It's got all of these complex menus and stuff I have to go through. I don't have time to deal with it. I just wanted a camera that uh, I could point at a stage and press record and, and get the best that I could get out of it. I didn't, I didn't have time to learn all of this. Yeah. I mean, I, I think what it comes down to is um, it, it really isn't just about what equipment you buy, but rather um, what your team knows how to do. And, and I think that's why, you know, we see, um, we've both seen a lot, of, a lot of times where a church goes out and they buy a new system, they buy new cameras, they buy a new uh, PA or a new audio console, whatever it happens to be, and they instantly expect all the problems they're currently having to go away. When they install it and they fire it up for the first day and the first Sunday, the congregation hears it and, and everybody's going, this is the exact same it was before. We just spent all this money and nothing's different. I, I talk to uh, tech directors all the time who um, get in these situations and they're str- where they're struggling with the finance or stewardship people in their church not wanting to give them money. Um, because they've they've seen these kind of things happen over the past where they're like we just wrote you a big huge check we spent all of this money it was supposed to be great and we didn't feel like we got the value out of what of what we spent and that's that that's something that you know for me I have a uh, a passion in, in trying to help um, organizations avoid that as much as possible because I want I want for tech directors and tech teams to be able to have a relationship of trust with with the money people because a lot of times as techs sometimes we need to spend sizable amounts of cash 
to get what we need. It, even, you know, for some of the big mega church guys, they're spending hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. But even in, you know, smaller organizations where you might have a thousand or two thousand dollars to spend on tech, but that's all the extra money the church has for that year. That's been something we've seen recently with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic, where a lot of churches had to transition to streaming online. And, you know, they'd have the tech guys that have pastors come to them and say, hey, we've got two thousand dollars. It's all we've got. But we need to be able to make the best live stream we can out of this. And you want to be able to deliver that. And I mean, if we're honest, we all like spending money on gear. It's absolutely it's fun. It's, fun. it's very fun. But but the question is 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 that new piece of gear going to actually fix your problem? And and I would say, have you pushed the tools you have to their limit yet? Um, because the news is, if you haven't, then I would do that before you buy anything. You know, it's um, if you haven't pushed your lighting rig to get your your lighting for video or you know in person to look as good as possible yet then it's not worth buying a new camera you know the 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 new camera is going to still have the same horrible image to capture that the previous one did right i i went in i got a call a couple weeks ago from from a guy i know who uh he he, he was like, I, I want to be able to get a better look out of my video. We're really frustrated with our cameras. We want to talk about a camera package. And so I, I went in there and got a couple of the guys from his team and said, hey, let's, let's take and let's set up the gear you've got as, as good as it can be right now. Let's refocus your lighting. Let's, let's really set up your cameras nicely and we'll see where that gets us. And then if you're still not happy, maybe we can look at some new cameras. So I went in and, and, and helped them with that. And their, uh, their uh, team was just blown away. Uh, after the service, their pastor was thrilled about how um, the, the video side of stuff looked. He's like, it looks like a totally different um, system. Now they can focus the money that they were going to spend on a camera package and use that for, for some bigger needs like, um, you know, uh, upgrading some of their, their audio, uh, stuff that's really like impacting their ability to reach their congregation. Yeah. Yeah. I know there was a church recently that had reached out to me about uh, wanting to purchase some new microphones for their drum kit. Um, because they just weren't happy with their drum sound. And, and so uh, come to find out the uh, heads on the drums were really old and uh, nobody around there knew how to tune them. Um, so we you know, replaced the heads and tuned up the drums and all of a sudden they sound amazing and we didn't really spend very much money. I mean, drum heads are pretty cheap when it comes down to it. So, um, But yeah, it's, it really comes down to what's the real problem that, that needs solved here. Um, and so many times it... it doesn't require you to spend anything or very little. Absolutely. Um, I can think of other times where uh, on the video side, it, it was a color temperature issue. You know, well, our, our LEDs don't look right. Well, you know, let's, let's look at the, the color temperature you're white balancing your cameras to and, and maybe bring that up a little bit and, and see if that helps. You know, gel is cheap. That's, yeah. It's a lot cheaper than new lights or new cameras. Gel is cheap. Drum heads are cheap. I mean, all of those things are, are easy fixes. And at the end of the day, it's the right answer. Yeah, absolutely. 
So, um, yeah. So, so if uh, there's a new church that was looking to, um, or if there's a, a yeah, if there's a church looking to purchase some new equipment um, because their their system is n- is not functioning well, uh, what would you recommend? Or let me, let, me, let me rephrase the question, yeah. Okay. Um, so, so there's a church looking to uh, looking for some recommendations on some equipment purchases uh, because they're not getting the uh, sound or look that they want to have. What would you recommend to them? I would recommend finding a, uh, a so, someone, that, someone that you trust <laughs> that you can have a conversation with about what, um, what your goals are as an organization and and hopefully that's someone who who has experience and knowledge and has been able to walk the path that that your organization is trying to walk before um and see if you can work uh work with them and find out what you can get out of the equipment you have before you start spending money on new gear um it's very possible that you'll find that um that you're already at the capacity of of the equipment you have, but um, sometimes uh, you're not, and and I think that's an important uh, stewardship function. Yeah, and and I think I would add into that that um, the person that you get that recommendation from needs to not uh, profit from giving you one recommendation or the other. You know, um, it doesn't make sense. Uh, to get a recommendation on how is our equipment from somebody who uh, stands to make a profit from selling you new stuff. Right, exactly. If if the conversation starts with, I'll get you a quote for some new gear, that's probably not who you want to be working with. Yeah. Uh, yeah, unfortunately, um, you may continue to see the same problems with that new gear. Uh, that's, again, we've seen it a lot. It, it happens. Um, new gear same operator still doesn't know what's going on you're going to have the same problems yep so cool anything else you'd want to say add on to that maybe nope that's all i've got i i i would really just encourage people if if you uh if you're wanting to step up your game from a from a production standpoint Find find someone who can be a trusted partner to uh, to help you. Don't don't just go out and write a big check and buy a whole bunch of fancy new gear. That's that's not going to be the answer. Yeah, and and I would add on to that. You know, look look for those low dollar, low hanging fruit things. Whether it's um, whether it's new drum heads, whether it is lighting gel, um, whether it's finding a trusted professional to, um, and maybe, uh, you know, have them come in and, and do some training for your people, um, get them up to speed. I would say that those things are going to go a lot further per dollar, um, than, than spending, you know, tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands on new equipment, um, when the people still don't know how to use it. Um, so if this has impacted you, remember to share with your friends on social media, leave a rating or review. Uh, you can find more out on the website. It's just my name, Chris Esslinger.com. Um, and there are show notes there. Uh, there's also the blog there. You can check out some other topics, uh, as well as some consulting services that we offer, uh, where you can get training for your folks. Um, so yeah. Uh, if you have a topic or question, um, you can also hop on the podcast page and click on the I have a question button to uh, submit your question. 
podcast. That's it for today. Thanks, guys. Bye.